Well, good morning, Portico. Hey, I love that. Just powerful in the room. I want to welcome those of you that are over in our chapel and our video cafe. And this is a great day because those of you that regularly attend our church, we are one church, one message. All right, we're going to work that one again. One church, one message, many expressions. And our Milton campus is joining us. They are linked in live right now. So in our room right here, give a big hand to our Milton campus as everybody's out there. For those of you in Milton campus, I am Doug Rind. I'm the lead pastor at Portico here. It's good to connect in with you this way as well. we got a great day lined up for you, and I love how the Spirit of the Lord is in the room here. And uh, we are just anticipating a great service. I'm not going to take a lot of time other than to say this is a day that I've been waiting for. We had originally scheduled John Kirkby to come and join us earlier in the year, but in God's timing of everything, it worked out that it would be on this particular Sunday. And John is the international founder and director of Christians Against Poverty, CAP. You'll recognize that. We've run CAP finance courses here at the church, and recently we have launched a CAP debt center. And many of you have already signed up to say, I want to be a part of that. And as we get to know this ministry in a more intimate way, it just amazes me what God has raised up through one man's life and then used to ripple around the world. He can use every life if we'll turn our lives over to Him. Here's what I need us to do together. If you're in the chapel, you're in the video cafe, if you're out in Milton, we can hear you. And if you're in this room, let's give our best portico welcome to John this morning. Put your hands together. John. Thank you. God bless you. Such a warm welcome. That's great. Hey, how are we doing? Great. Hello there, everybody who's watching this either online or at the Milton uh, service. Hey, uh, we pray that through the wonder of technology, you can get a sense of what God has done and is doing through Christians Against Poverty. We're really delighted you're here this morning. And yeah, for the guys in uh, Milton, make sure you go to the stall at the end and find out a little bit more about what we're doing. We've got Helen there who will be able to share with you the amazing work that we're doing through Christians Against Poverty. So be welcome. Great. Thank you for such a warm welcome. Uh, really appreciate that from Doug and Jeff. The warmth of this church, the openness you've got to welcome me personally, welcome my ministry. I don't take it for granted. I'm really blessed to be here. I'm excited about what I've seen here in Canada with CAP over the last two and a half years. And we've got a great, some great things to share with you. First of all, um, I'm going to share with you um, my own testimony. Um, as you will see, my testimony, unsurprising as a founder, reflects the why we do what we do, the passion and heart we have to see the work of CAP, as has already been mentioned, spread around the world. We're going to be celebrating what CAP has done around the world, but also we're going to be looking at this amazing, wonderful, precious, vital, crucial bridgehead that we now have here in Canada. And this church and so many people I've met this morning who have been part of creating that bridgehead. And also to give all of you an opportunity to really get in on this thing called Christians Against Poverty at the beginning, to pray, to get involved, to support our work financially with a regular financial donation, to believe and get involved in the church and the center here and reaching people. So I'm inspired and I'm encouraged that we're going to have a good morning. Amen? Amen. Great. More than four people. Always encourages me, does that? Okay, let's pray. Father, we ask that you would open our eyes to see, our minds to understand, our ears to hear and our hearts to receive from you this morning. 
We open ourselves to your Holy Spirit, that you would speak to us, inspire us, encourage us. Anybody in the room this morning who is yet to accept you as their personal Savior, anybody whose life is struggling, we pray that by your Spirit you will inspire and encourage them. And for everybody who is able to get involved and able to be part of your kingdom advancement through this church and through our Cap Debt Center, we ask that they would hear the voice of a God who says they can. Amen? Amen. Okay, so before I go any further, um, yeah, you're going, to hear some, you're going to hear some stuff. I hope that you're going to be inspired by what God can do, um, not only through my own life, but through the work of CAP around the world. But I want to say really strongly, clearly at the beginning, listen, anything that is good in my life, um, I've got some really praiseworthy stuff to share with you. Any transformation that I've seen, any rebuilding of my family, any astonishing gift and blessing that he's done in my life, and anything that's amazing about Christians Against Poverty around the world, every life that's changed, every church that's joined in, every person who's supported, every prayer, every frontline worker, listen, we want to give God all the glory and all the change, because anything good in you and anything good in me is from him, amen? Great. So my testimony is, unsurprisingly, reflects the why we do what we do. So my early life, I was... uh, born into a a really loving family. Um, I was the son my dad had long waited for. I had two much older sisters, and it was a relatively idyllic early childhood. Um, I think we've got a picture of me with my dad. Um, Yeah, I was the son he'd waited many, many years for. He was a gracious, kind, generous man. He even let me hold the fish that he caught. Amen, fathers? You always catches the biggest one. It's the son, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah and then just after these photos were taken age nine um, my life fell apart Uh, my dad was um, found to be terminally ill Um, yeah my mum was visiting me in hospital he was in hospital three quarters of the time and it was a long 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 journey Um, the truth is as a teenager I basically fell off any rails that I'd been on. Inside, I was a very uh, angry, violent, uh, broken guy. I think we've got a few pictures now. Oh, there we go. Okay. Um, Yeah. Not good. I got involved in um, street violence. I was very heavily drinking. I suffered from dyslexia. I was deemed to be special needs at school. I actually left school early um, as a young man, basically unqualified. Uh, My life was utterly shattered. I was deeply, deeply broken, deeply broken inside. Um, At 18, uh, my father died. You can take that down. My father died, and within a year, my mother was sectioned under uh, mental health. The authorities came into the house and took my mum away. Um, And I was left, I was 18 years and six months old, and I remember the... Um, suits I remember them asking me how old I was I remember them closing the file I remember them leaving me it was the first time in my life that I touched on what it is to be really lonely and really scared and really broken but somehow and I know that God had put this in me I something rose up where I had to do something I couldn't carry on what I was doing by the way my job I used to put lids on paintings with a mallet So you think your job is boring and at the bottom. 
There is no job lower than where I started. And I got a, I got a better job, not difficult. And yeah, this will be an interesting story for you to watch the, how God works. But I got a job as a door-to-door loan salesman and a collector, loan collector, debt collector. By the way, that's where my love of running came from. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was very difficult, but I had to work, I had to eat. You've got to do what you've got to do, you know, and I did it as well as I could. Um, and somehow I had an amazing career. I, I, I came through the uh, finance industry. Um, I became what the world would say successful part of teams who would build UK finance companies. I saw the finance industry from the inside. I saw how to build organizations. I was successful in the world's eyes. Big house, nice car, bonuses, nice salary, married and two children. And if you'd have looked from the outside, perhaps not you with your discernment, but the world would have said I was self-made. And that's exactly what I was, self-made. Beneath the veneer of success was definitely the, um, the broken young man that I'd been. The guilt and shame that I felt, what I'd done to my family and my parents um, was with me. I was very poor with money. I got involved in unsuccessful businesses. I borrowed too much. And basically, um, yeah, in the early 90s, I lost everything. I'm going to show you a picture in a minute, but I want to just read from this. This is my biography, which ironically, for someone who left school unable to read or write properly, uh, 180,000 copies have now been distributed around the world. God's got a sense of humor. Amen? <laughs> it's a very raw book. Um, we've got a, um, I think we've just about got enough copies now for everybody to get a free copy on your way out. I'll explain how you do that later. It's based on my diary that I kept for years, never knowing it would be printed. But God knows your story, and God knows when your story will come out. So this was in 1992. Over the next year, I gradually fell apart. I was a completely broken man living in a shell, shattered and lost. I used to look after my two little girls, aged seven and four. Monday to Friday, I lived in one room of a friend's house. When the girls stayed with me, they stayed on two camp beds. I would often cry looking at them both asleep next to me. The word destitute is often overused, but that's what I became, utterly devoid of any spirit, hurting, lonely, and afraid. This is where Christians Against Poverty started. This is the room that I lived in um, with my two little girls. Um, We were very poor. There's nothing... There's nothing good about not being able to provide property for your children. There's nothing good about being abandoned by everybody apart from a mum. There's nothing good about putting uh, food back on the shelves in supermarkets. There's nothing good about having Christmas Day with your two little girls, just having bacon sandwiches on your own. There's nothing good about being judged and feeling broken, not being able to provide for your children. Um, There's nothing good in poverty. But in the midst of this, I met these amazing people, these amazing Christians who had read the Bible and decided that they'd take what it said and put it into practice. And they would show a broken guy the love of God. And that's what they did. They began slowly to start to let me believe that there was some good left in me. That God did love me and that the church was there for me and they they showed me community. I remember the first time they invited me and my two children for a barbecue and I had to say to the pastor, have no... I don't know if I can bring anything. He said, don't you worry. You just bring your kids. 
and we'll look after you. And that was the heart of passion they gave me. And unsurprisingly, 24 years ago, in the midst of all this, I yielded to the love of Jesus Christ. I accepted him as my personal savior. And my life began to pivot on one decision, on one Jesus coming into my life. Amen. I was, yeah, I've got to just make sure you hear the, the, the true story here. Um, I was, you know, when somebody gets saved, we expect them to be in a light group on Tuesday, serving on Sunday, giving on Monday, and seeing their life be completely transformed. Well, that's not my testimony. By the way, when it happens, praise God. But my testimony was, I clung on. For two years, my life was broken. I had so many things to work through. But I stand here as a testimony to a church that never lost hope in me. For a testimony of people who stayed with me whatever I did. Of a God who's redeeming power to forgive and forgive and forgive and go again and again. God stayed with me. He never left my side. He was the one who transformed me slowly. He was the one who gave me my self-esteem back. He was the one who gave me to believe again that I could live again. He was the one. And I was the first cat client. I was the first cat client. I was the first person that I did a system. I put a system together to, to get myself out of debt. I was the first cat client that had the... I remember when I, we had, a house, when I had my first house for my two girls. I remember the first night they had their own bed to sleep in. I remember the first Christmas when I could invite people. I remember, I know what it is to see God change your life. My life was transformed. And here's the truth. If I stopped there and had you nothing to tell you what God has done over the last 20 odd years since I started cat, I would be stood here today with a smile on my face, knowing the redeeming power and the one that I gave my life to 24 years ago. And I'm as pleased today as I was 24 years ago that he's still my redeeming Lord. He's still forgiving me. Amen. He's still the same God. Here's a picture of me being baptized. Um, yeah. Just something about that punch. What that punch is saying is saying that I've got hope. I've got hope. Hope of being delivered. And interestingly, the girl with the blonde hair was my daughter, Jasmine, who had seen her father go through so much, who had grown up too early. Yet there she is, beginning to see as a family that there was hope and there was a future. That is the power of Jesus Christ. As you will hear later on, we believe that no, no life, no family, no person is beyond the redeeming power of Jesus Christ. Look at yourselves. Amen? God can do this. So four years ago, I started Christians Against Poverty. Um, I'd met Lizzie. We were, uh, we were about to uh, get married, my uh, beautiful wife. And I'd been, I was back successful again. But this time, it was, it was different because I knew God and my life was balanced and I was helping people. It was amazing. And God basically said, okay, Johnny boy, do you remember a few years ago you said if ever I needed you to do something, I'd ask you and you would? Anybody else said that in the last few weeks or months? Amen? Okay. And he said, okay, boy, come on then. You go, we're going to go help the poor in your home city together. There are thousands of people who were where you were that need the redeeming power of God, that need to be live again. And I knew there were thousands of people through my past experience in finance, just how desperate it was. I knew what poverty was. And remarkably, tentatively, and with great fear and trembling, with an amazing wife, 18 weeks before we got married, when I said, I want to go help the poor, said, yeah, okay, Johnny boy, let's do it. So I gave my job up. We walked away from everything. We got married and we started CAP in my small office. Here's a picture of me in that office. Um, by the way, for the 
uh, astute and good-sighted people amongst you. You'll notice that I even spelt the word Christians wrong on the screensaver. Amen? <laughs> but let me tell you, it's not, about, it's not about how you write it. It's how you live it. Amen? All the dyslexics in the room, unite. All the kids who never had any education, unite. As you'll see at the end, my God is able to do abundantly more, as you will see what he's done in my life. So we started this amazing thing. Um, this is a very famous uh, diary entry um, that, I, uh, yeah, that I wrote. So basically, uh, I knew that. So I knew my life story, and I knew where we were. Um, as you will read, Christians Against Poverty was gut-wrenchingly difficult. Okay? Really difficult to get up and running. It took us 13 years. We didn't get paid on time for 13 years. We lost our home. We were often poorer than the people we were helping. But Jesus Christ was with us, and he never let me down. And he always kept us safe, and he always kept us going. That's where this story is about. It's about a God who can with a bunch of people who with him can. And this is what I wrote. I wrote this. This was a, a dreadful time. We were four months behind with our mortgage. We'd had everybody telling us to stop. We'd had loads of people saying we should um, give up because God wasn't in it. God was in it. I was seeing people, I was seeing fathers being able to provide for the children. I was seeing marriages held together. I was seeing homes not being repossessed. I was leading people to Christ and people were telling me God wasn't in it because we didn't have all the things they thought we needed. But we had everything we needed. We had a God with us and we had faith and belief that we could see this thing through. And this is what I wrote. I believe the Lord will provide for us, that we will not live a destitute life, that my debts will be cleared, because I was still in debt, and that Cap would grow to a wonderful ministry helping thousands of people. I see a time when we'll be blessed financially. I will have a reasonable income and afford to live and pay my bills and have a decent life for my family and children. I can feel my spirits lifting by simply writing these truths down. The enemy has no defense against the promises of God. All we have to do is carry on. That's my responsibility. The rest is up to God. And the rest is breathtaking. This is what God's done in 20 years. From a broke, well, 24 years from a broken bloke in a bed, living in one room with two kids you can't feed, to 20 years ago, sat down with a wife who trusted God more than she trusted me, praise the Lord. And a kid who just said, let's have a go, and I'm just going to see what happens. This is what God's done. I realize you want to clap and cheer, but we'll do it at the end because time is pressing. Amen? Christians Against Poverty now has four ministries. Uh, we have 309 debt centers across the UK. Um, we're the uh, largest provider of in-home debt counseling in the UK. That's the church, the largest, and growing at a rate of 60 to 70 new centers a year. We have 174 cap job clubs working with marginally unemployed, people who've been out of work for more than two years. Seven times more effective than any government scheme, 174 of those. We've got 72 of our release groups working with people with addictions and dependencies, seeing hundreds of people being released by the power of God and the power of the church, and also our new life skills program, bringing urgent needed life skills to the poor and the broken. We have 555 church-based centers and we see over 30,000 individuals a day. We have 320 uh, head office staff supporting a network of 1,000 frontline workers. We see a new client every 13 minutes of every working day. We see 12 people going debt-free every working day. We see over 10 people finding work every week and we've seen hundreds of people every month being released from the oppression of addiction and dependencies. My God is able to do abundantly more than you or I can ever imagine. Amen? We'll just put that, we've got a map for you, so here's the map. So this is the map of where it all started. So that's where Bradford is, 
By the way, when the Lord comes back, he'll come that first. He'll probably come here second, but he will go there first. Amen? Amen? You will, trust me. Probably go everywhere at the same time. Amen? Relax. This is what it looks like now. Every center through a church, every church in partnership with Christians Against Poverty. No church, no cap. We are Christians Against Poverty. We not only help people with unemployment, debt, addictions, and life skills, but we share the love of Jesus Christ. It's a 21st century miracle of a God who can, of a church that's able, of a bunch of ordinary people, just like me and you, who aren't willing to sit back and do nothing when they can do something, and my God is able. We've got a vision to see our work double in size in the UK in the next five years. We're aiming for a thousand centres. We're already at the the main table of influencing government and legislation, and you ain't seen nothing yet. We legislated and led the charge to get interest rates on uh, payday lenders changed that released tens of thousand people just with our influence in government and in legislation. We are at the forefront of social change. Christians Against Poverty, the church of the UK, is at the forefront of social change, and you ain't seen nothing yet, what we will see in my lifetime over the next 10 to 5 years. And we are not just helping people. We are Christians against poverty. We see people find Christ as their personal saviour. And CAP works. So, just over three years ago, we came here to Canada. Um, I'll be honest with you, um, we've done this in Australia and New Zealand. Australia and New Zealand, as you'll hear, have grown amazingly. Um, It's been a tough uh, two and a half years. Um, To get a bridgehead in a nation, uh, to bring the whole thing over, has been difficult. Um, But I'm I'm excited by what I've seen God do. Um, We've been overwhelmed by the support we've received from the Canadian church. The welcome we've received has left me humbled humbled and amazed. Uh, We've hundreds of people supporting our work with small uh, monthly donations. We've got workers already in our centers. We have seen some amazing things. And we are now able to say that Christians Against Poverty works here in Canada. Um, That's a really important thing because from that bridgehead we can now expand and grow. So in Mississauga, is that right? That one, you know where you are. (laughs) West. I always find it difficult people correct me how I describe where they are. Well, obviously they know where they are, so it should be okay. Anyway, I'm laughing, I'm joking, I, I, I tried. Okay, Mr. Sago West, one of our first pioneering centers. We now have eight debt centers, by the way, around this area. We've got one in Saskatchewan uh, somewhere. That's the place. Listen, this has already happened in just two and a half years from nothing, nothing, nothing at all. We've already seen six of our families actually go debt-free. We never pay people's debts. We simply set them up and negotiate with creditors to get interest and arrangements agreed. They make one payment. We then distribute that payment. The whole UK system has been brought over to Canada. We've integrated it into your banking system. This thing's worked. Six families have already got debt-free in this one centre. Fourteen more families already en route to going debt-free. And wonderfully, not only have we helped people with their debt and relieve the poverty and make sure they can feed the kids from the first time we get there, but we've already seen six people yield to the love of Jesus Christ. Amen? That is what CAP do. And I want to give you a foretaste of what will happen. I've already seen Canada. Um, because the UK is now the size that Canada will, will be in the next 10 to 15 years. That's the scale of advancement we're believing for. So here's a picture of us last year, me with our uh, CEO, Matt Barlow, who's worked with me um, for the past 17 years. That 5,000, we celebrate the 5,000 soul 
one for Jesus Christ through Christians Against Poverty. We've seen three to four people a day find Christ every working day. This year, we'll see 1,000 people across our network. 1,000 people find Christ. 3,000 go debt-free. Over 500 find work. Several hundred be released from the oppression of addictions. Listen, the God, God can and the church can. And that is where we are going. It's been exported to Australia and New Zealand, um, where we're already national charities. In fact, New Zealand is slightly ahead of our national vision, but I will be slowing them down when I go out there in November, because they ain't beating me to my national vision. But anyway, enough of the competition. Yeah. Two and a half years since we opened our first centre, and we're gaining momentum. In September, we launched our first three job clubs, cap job clubs here in this region. We opened two release groups. So we'll have somewhere in the region of about 13 centres already established by the end of this year. And our heart over the next 18 months is to double that. We want to double it. We want to see 26 centres. And we have got that momentum as an organisation and a drive and a passion and faith to actually go and do these things. And after that, simply light blue touch paper and stand well clear because this thing will go across your nation and it will reach tens of thousands of people and we will empower hundreds of churches to reach their communities and be relevant to the poor. We are here, the bridgehead is established and we are going to see this thing go. What? So that we can get a big organisation? Never. Honestly, it's not about big organisation. It will be big and we will grow in it. We'll, you know, in the UK, we've won the Sunday Times Best Company to Work for five times. We've been the Sunday Times Best Leaders of the Year. This is competing with a thousand secular companies. We do this thing well and we do it professionally. But we don't do it for that. We do it for the lives, for the thousands of people who will be alive, for the thousands of families held together, for the thousands that will find Christ, for the hundreds of churches that will be empowered to go and do what they want to do. We're not doing it for the scale and size. We're doing it for the people. We are doing it for the people. We've launched our debt center here. Graham, uh, David uh, has already, yeah, we've already got six uh, clients that are already starting to work towards debt free. The need in your community is massive. And there's no one else doing it. There's no one else going into their homes with love and passion with the quality of services we've got. The whole swathes of your poor and needy have been abandoned. They've been abandoned saying that they're useless and they're hopeless and they can't do it. Well, I'm here to tell you they aren't and they can and we need to help them because they cannot do it on their own. You cannot just pull yourself together and get yourself out of spiraling debt. You need someone to come along as I needed people to support me. This thing is about lives transformed. It's about people. It's about ordinary people getting behind a vision given by God. And it's for people that I am committed to Canada. It's the reason why we came here two and a half years ago. We've invested massively as an organization to get this thing up and running. But now, now it's over to Canadians. It's over to your nation. It's over to your church now to see this thing rise. And we do it for people. And yeah, when you're considering supporting us, when you're considering praying and getting involved in what we're doing, um, my heart is that you'll do it led by the Spirit of God with a cheerful heart that says that we want to see lives changed, amen. We want to see them changed. Let's watch the screens to listen to one beautiful life here in Canada. And do you know what? If it was just for this life, I would have come as many times as I'd come and I'd have done it all again for one. Watch the screens. Being in debt um, is the most demoralizing 
self-effacing, challenging event that I've ever, ever, ever been through. I first got into debt, I'll have to say it's about a year after the divorce in 1996. I went down from about $80,000 to 19. That was really hard. I became depressed. Um, I found it humiliating that I couldn't provide for my daughter. So finally in 2009, I laid everything out on my bed and um, what I want to be buried in and tried to commit suicide, which I almost made it. That's the only way I could have seen my way out. I just didn't know where to turn anymore. Colleen walked into our church. Uh, I got to meet her, we started talking. She was in debt and she was struggling to get out. Linda was open-minded and she said, well, let's see what we can do. We were able to sit down and go through her budget and determine a route for her to go with. It was just nice to know that someone was there and we're facing this together. As Colleen shared her story, the thought that came to my mind is that she was walking um, life without anyone. She was going through the struggles on her own. And the thought that came to my mind was just that Christ wants to walk with us. She sat down with me, prayed with me, um, which I must admit, I thought it was weird at first, but it was comforting. She says, do you accept Jesus in your heart? I was in my office that morning and I heard the bell go off. And I was a little bit, I thought, what is that bell? And then it dawned on me, someone had come to faith. And so I came out of my office and Colleen was standing there with a gorgeous smile on her face. And Linda was kind of ecstatic behind her and uh, they began to share how Colleen had come to faith that morning. CAP has been with me. I've made it more affordable to pay back. It's geared to my income. It's personalized. And soon, I'll be, um, and about a year from now, debt-free. So it's like being human again. It's been really neat to see the change in Colleen. Uh, she is much more content. Uh, she is excited about the possibilities ahead of her. She's excited about being out of debt. Colleen is an amazing part of our congregation who uh, helps and volunteers in so many areas. Her smile is contagious. It's great seeing her so full of hope. Thank you to CAP, Christians Against Poverty, and all the churches, the sponsors and the volunteers. Thank you for coming to Canada, and I wouldn't have my life back and pride if it wasn't for you. Thank you.
This ministry is uh, simply taking the word of God. Matthew 25, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was in prison and you came to visit me. I needed clothes and you clothed me. We're a 21st century Matthew 25 ministry. Isaiah 61, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you as a church to preach good news to the poor, to help. He has sent us to bind up the brokenhearted. He really has. And we are giving people an oil of gladness instead of mourning. And we're a spirit of, instead of a spirit of despair, we're giving them a garment of praise. Colleen not only was working through a debt-free, but because things move on, uh, she's now debt-free. Not only is she debt-free, she's walking with Christ, still involved. And she's just started uh, a new business in the past few weeks to help and serve the elderly in her own community. That is a, that is a message that God is able. She was near suicide. What a beautiful lady whose life would have been taken. And there are hundreds like that in your communities. Thousands of people across Canada. The call is so great. But I'll tell you what, you do it one life at a time. You do it one church at a time. You do it one supporter at a time. You do it one prayer at a time. That's how you change a nation. You just do it one life, one person at a time. And that's what we're doing here in Canada. The world is in a mess. No one has the answers. So to conclude, I just want to finish my own uh, testimony. Um, The reason for this is just to show you what God can really do. Amen? So let me remind you where I was in that bedsit, in that one room. It was actually a room in, a, in one person's house. And this is Jasmine. She was nine at the time. She grew up, she grew up too soon. She paid the price for my mistakes. But there she is now, born again walking with Christ, with our beautiful granddaughter, the next generation born into our family. Generational transformation by a God who can. And here's a picture of last year which kind of sums it up better than I ever could. Yeah. There's no poverty in my family. There's enough food for all of us. There's no one in arrears with a mortgage. There's no one in debt. I've seen the generational transformation in my own life, in my children's life, and now in the next generation. And although I may not be here to see the full impact of Cap in Canada, I'll be somewhere else cheering from the sidelines, let me tell you. And it is for these poor people, for their generational transformation, that I'm as passionate now as I was 20 years ago. And to finish the amazing transformation of what God has done in our family, I'm going to, if you allow me to share a recent picture which kind of sums it up and it has some humor in it as well so first of all there's Rose with Simon and Jasmine there's my um, beautiful son Tom um, just being baptized uh, grade six drummer playing worship in our local band in the church band there's Lydia mine and Lizzie's youngest who is 12 going on 30 amen parents unite together And there's Lizzie, my beautiful wife, who has stood alongside me through everything and never once asked me to stop and has always released me to go and do what God's called me to do. An amazing, amazing wife, a beautiful mother. And there's Abigail, our 17-year-old, again, recently baptized, 
uh, going on to university. Um, all my children, including Jessica at the end, have got first-class honours degrees at university. Jessica is now a midwife. Um, she used to drop everything, so I hope she's better than she was when she was younger. But anyway. <laughs> Seriously, you think I'm kidding. You want to be a midwife? Okay. Anyway, she's getting married in December. Beautiful guy. And there's little old Johnny Boy in the middle. And that was when I was actually given um, an honorary doctorate from my home university for 20 years. Uh, service to charity. So I'm, no, I should be Dr. John, but I'm not. So just Johnny Boy. Amen. And that's what God can do. Don't you ever put anybody beyond the redeeming power of God. Don't you ever judge anybody who's poor. Don't you ever, ever judge people. Because you don't know what they've been through. You don't know about them. You need to love them. Sort your heart out towards the poor. And let's go and do something for them. Not to judge them or do what so many do. Which is put them beyond the reach of transformation. I'm sat here, stood here telling you they can so, to conclude, I mentioned at the beginning about you getting involved in Christians Against Poverty. My heart is that you will be inspired to join over 700 people who give on average $30 a month, just a dollar a day. By the way, if the urge to give more overtakes you, can you go with that urge? Praise the Lord. Join those 700 people. Uh, we need hundreds more regular donors to make this thing work. To double in size in the next 18 months, we can't do that without hundreds of people giving a few dollars a month. We need that. First of all, of course, if you're in this church and you're a member of this church, make sure you give in this church first. Amen? Give into your church generously, beyond your means, and with a generous heart. But if you want to join us and join hundreds of other people who've heard the vision, and you want to be amongst the first people who kind of planted a... Planted a kind of stake in the ground and said, we are with this thing. We are believing this thing. We do need you. We would ask you to do that. And it's really simple. First of all, uh, if you want a free copy of this book, listen, this book is free. What is this book? Great, a few of you. The faster ones amongst you. This book is free. Okay, but what we do ask is to get the book, you complete a, a form that you should have been given on your way in. Um, we're asking for your name, your address, your email. We're asking for your information. The reason why we want that is we want to keep in touch with you. We want to let you see this vision unfold. We want to keep you informed of what God has done. And it's really simple. Form, free book. No form, no book. You with it? Yeah? Okay. We want you to join in. We need to pray for us and be part of this thing. And also, you'll see on the form, if you want to start filling that form in now or the next, because uh, we will need you to fill the forms and you bring it to the stalls, there's an opportunity there for you to give. It's just a simple tick, yes or no. Um, and there you can see the amounts that you can give. Uh, very, very simple. Um, you can either attach a void check or if you want to pay through credit card, Visa, or MasterCard, uh, which most people do. If you have got your details, that's great. If you haven't, don't worry. It's really important that you tick the box and tell us that you want to give, and our team will contact you over the next few days to enable you to join this thing. My heart is you've been encouraged by what God has done. You're inspired that this church is going to make a big difference in hundreds of people's lives. I am delighted to be here, and we're honored to partner with you, and I want to see your nation changed, but we can't do it without people getting involved, and we can't do it without churches. Two things that are going to be sorted out this morning. Amen? Thank you. Thank you, John. What I really appreciate is John's transparency that he didn't just come in and present what CAP does. 
He actually opened up his heart to us and let us see what God did in him before this ever began. And one thing I know to be true is that in this room, out in Milton, online, in the chapel, the other venues, that we can come together, and how many of you know we can put on a pretty good appearance and have a lot of brokenness inside of our hearts? And so if you're here today, I pray that you heard what John said, that the brokenness that we usually hide from others is a brokenness that Jesus can heal. He came to set the captives free. That's financially, spiritually, emotionally, relationally. That's what our God can do. So I'd love to pray for you right now before we dismiss today. So would you join me in prayer? Father, I thank you for the privilege of having John and his family and his ministry and all his associates just represented in this day right here. But most importantly, how he has just represented Jesus Christ and the power of the gospel to transform a life. So I pray for everyone listening to my voice right now that if there's anyone that they know what it is to put on that good facade, but underneath it all right now, there's just that brokenness and they need help, that they would just say yes to Jesus, to trust you, Jesus, to be Lord of their life. Not only do you forgive our sins, but you help us rebuild our lives and you, be, you bring your church around us so that we can grow together, be strong together together. And you can perfect the work in us that you call us to do. So, Lord, today, if there's any that needs to say yes to you, I pray that they would do that. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.